Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, May the 11th, 2023, and headed towards the weekend, man. We're uh, almost there. Hope you've had a good, productive week. Um, we, uh, we're continuing through the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 5 today, and so, yeah. Well, we're uh, in the Roland House. We're you know, headed towards more graduation festivities. Uh, my son gets ready to graduate high school. We have family coming in uh, this weekend. Um, my in-laws will be here Saturday, and then my parents will be here Monday and graduation Tuesday. So tonight, we're going to get the uh, the old travel art travel trailer aka rv and parker in the driveway for an extra bedroom (laughs) hey gotta do what you gotta do glad we have it man you know a little extra space a little extra bedroom and bathroom so it's all good so that'll be happening we're getting we're gearing up man we're bracing preparing for the festivities so well, thanks for taking time today. Thanks for making uh, time in the Word of God a priority this week and today. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing uh, the podcast. You know, it's always a little bit of a uh, a lurch a little bit when I drop the online feed, uh, the Facebook Live event uh, each day. So a little bit of a lurch for people trying to find it. And so there's a little lag. And so you, by you sharing it on your social media pages and uh, sharing it with friends. Uh, that really helps. It really helps people find it and and know how they can get it. Because um, you know what, some people may not be as tech savvy as you, and they have a little harder time finding it. So if you share it, then they can uh, they can latch on and um, be a part of the daily podcast as we continue podcast only throughout the summer. So really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you guys. We are uh, Acts chapter five today. Let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. Jump. Let's jump in. You know what we do? We read, we pray. We change the world. Let's go. Acts chapter 5. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira. Elvira, Sapphira. Remember that old song? Was it Oak Ridge Boys, I think? Boom, bop, bop, boom, bop, boom, bop, Sapphira. It's Thursday. You can tell. You can tell. Anyway, Ananias and Sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Okay. So we know from the previous chapters we read together that the there were, you know, as the Lord led, certain people would sell properties. We just read about Barnabas. That he sold the field and owned that he owned and 
uh, brought the money from the, the proceeds from the sale and put it at the apostles' feet. It wasn't made to do it, wasn't forced to do it, wasn't expected to do it. This is a voluntary act of graciousness and generosity led by the Holy Spirit, just obeying the Holy Spirit. Well, here we see Ananias and Sapphira. They also sold a piece of property, and um, both of them were fully aware uh, that some of the money was held back for themselves, uh, but they brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Um, verse 3, Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to the human beings, but to God. So presumably here, Ananias and Sapphira, um, it's not that they held money back, it's that they, they, what they gave, they gave as if uh, they were giving everything. Um, they're lying. And so what Peter is saying is, look, it was yours before. <laughs> no one made you sell it. No one forced you to sell it. Um, you can do with it what you want to do. But why lie to the Holy Spirit? Why come in here and, and act like you're giving everything, all, all of the proceeds from the sale of that, when it, when it isn't true, when that is not a true representation of what happened? Um Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? What made you think of doing such a thing? Can I tell you what? Greed. Um, at least that's in part greed, right? Uh, fear. Um, you've not lied to human, just to human beings, but to God. Verse 5. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. What? And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Of course, yeah. Don't be aligned to the Holy Spirit, man. <laughs> yeah, this isn't about the money, guys. This isn't really about the proceeds of the sale of a personal piece of property. It's about the lying, right? It would be like, you know, a leader in the church saying, you know, doing a, a, a building campaign or whatever. You know, a few years ago, we did Greater 2020. And it would be like, you know, you being up there, me being up there saying, okay, everybody needs to pledge to this greater, God's in this, we believe in this, this is a God thing, we believe in what God's doing, and so everyone should pledge and be a part and, you know, get not equal, equal giving, but equal sacrifice, but I don't do anything. Or I tell everyone I do it, I give at a certain level, but actually I don't. Or if I were telling the whole congregation they should tithe, but I myself was not tithing. That's not lying to people. That's that's not only lying to people. That's lying to people and to the whole and to God and to the Holy Spirit. And so that's the, the issue here is lying. It's 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 uh, integrity. It's uh, it's uh, it breaks the very fabric of the community through division and lying. You wonder why such a um, obviously. <laughs> If every person who ever lied to the Holy Spirit was struck dead, man, we'd be walking around among dead bodies everywhere. You know what I'm saying? There'd be there'd be dead people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, to be walking through, to go to church, people be dropping dead. I know, I know, ain't it the truth? Sunday, you know, we don't really pass the offering anymore. But we have we have boxes at the back, and most people give online through the website, whatever. But you know, back in the day when you pass the plate all the time, man, if people be dropping money in there, and it was like, oh yeah, this is my tithe, man. If 
people be dropping dead. There ain't no tie. That's a tip, boy. You you said it was a tie. There ain't no tie. That's a tip. So so thank the Lord. People don't just drop dead now for lying to the Holy Spirit over these sort of things like greed and lying. But you have to think that because the early church was in such a vulnerable, infantile state, that the ramifications and the consequences for um, potentially dividing the church were even more severe, obviously were more severe. Um, and so, uh, and, and we don't know really what, you know, it, it could have been a, a heart attack, right? Like a fear seized him. It wasn't necessarily, a, you know, it doesn't really say in this part, passage right here that God killed them. Just says that fear sees them. Um, and so, yeah. So it was just this sort of, yeah. I think I think the fear and the, uh, yeah. It was just the fear of and the, you know, panic. Fear seized them. When Ananias heard this, verse five says he fell down and died. Doesn't say God killed him. Doesn't say God killed him. Just says he died. So in some sense, it's a sense of guilt and remorse and um, shame. Verse 6, you know, on that point, guys. Guilt, shame, and... Um, guilt and shame kills a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Guilt and shame is fatal. Um causes, you know, just look, even the medical research that's out shows the the physical and psychological impact of shame and guilt and unforgiveness. It has an effect on your mental well-being, has a, it literally has effect on your, and your physical well-being. It causes everything from headaches to backaches to heart issues to hypertension, you name it, shame and guilt and unforgiveness. We think sometimes these things don't have a lasting physical impact on our life they do <laughs> they absolutely do so um you know jesus <laughs> does miracles for our spiritual lives but he also literally does miracles for our physical well-being when we can release shame and guilt and unforgiveness we really we our, our physical bodies actually are better Man. So, man, that's a word for you today. You need, to, you, didn't, you need to unload some guilt and shame. You need to unload some unforgiveness um, and, and, and receive some peace. Uh, it's good for you, man. It is good. It's, it'll be good for your spiritual well-being, and it'll certainly be good for your physical well-being. We can feel it. Right? When you're anxious, when you're, when, when you're filled with um, guilt or shame, uh, it, it, it does. It, it, it's um, it weighs you down. That's why we call it. I feel weighted down. We feel downcast, burdened. We use all these words that feel like weight on the on the body to describe things like guilt and shame because it does. It has a physical effect. But thank God that we have uh, have a remedy for that. It's called repentance and redemption and forgiveness at the foot of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. I was going to say, it's at the foot of the cross, at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus had two feet. <laughs> anyway, 
anyway, um, so when Ananias heard this, he fell down with great so and died. And great fear seized all who uh, great fear who, who all and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped his body, and carried him off and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, Sapphira, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Mm, Peter setting her up, man, setting her up. Here's an opportunity for her to tell the truth. But she did. Yes, she said, that's, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out, out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Oh, yeah, I bet it did. I bet fear did seize the church, and I bet the offerings went up too. I bet, I bet the next week's offerings were much higher. <laughs> uh, everybody started coming clean. Oh, yeah, Lord, we, we've been holding back. <laughs> we're going to give you the whole tithe now, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. People don't, like, people don't like preachers preaching this passage. I know. But it's in the Bible. You know, we didn't write it. Like, well, you preachers are always talking about that. Well, we're not always talking about it, but it is in the Bible. So we didn't write it. We ain't the one who created it. It's God's idea, not ours. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. People were scared. Now even unbelievers are scared. Like, mm -mm, I hear people dropping dead in church services over there. I ain't going. Mm -mm, I'm going to stay, stay right over here. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. So some were afraid, but there's still some people getting saved. As a result, people, were, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Wow. So God's still working and moving in power through the hands of the apostles, um, healing all those who were brought to them. It's amazing. Then the high priest and all the, his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Hmm. So the apostles are thrown in jail. But during the night, the Lord opens the jail and brought them out. Verse 20. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. Hmm. The angel releases them and says, hey, go tell people about the new life in Jesus. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, and they had, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. 
and sent them to, to the jail of the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked and the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. So these uh, early Christians, they're slippery. <laughs> they're slippery. They're just slipping out of jails. They're going to keep slipping out of jails. You'll see this later on, too. Um, but God's doing signs and wonders and miracles so to keep the message spreading and being told. Mm. You know, the Lord still delivers us, man. He's still in the delivering business. You know, he delivers us from our own craziness, our own foolishness, our own, our, the, own our, the corners that we put ourselves in. He delivers us. And I'm grateful for that. Then someone came and said, look, the, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared the people would stone them. All right, so they're afraid. There's, there's so much popularity among the uh, early church. They're, they're, they have a favorable um, rating among the community, so no one's going to like, you know, they would not be, wouldn't be looked on, it would be frowned upon for the religious leaders to come down on them too hard because they, they've won favor with the people. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin. Remember, the Sanhedrin are the 70-member Jewish council that really they govern uh, and oversee the affairs of the Jewish community. Um, strictly speaking, they weren't a religious organization exclusively. Uh, but, of course, they were obviously highly religiously influenced. Uh, but they governed the Jewish affairs of the community. So they go before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. And here it is, verse 28. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. You keep blaming his death and crucifixion on us. Trying to make us look bad. Well, you did it. You were, you were, you are guilty. <laughs> Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. Man, that's one you need to underline in your Bible right there. That's one you must underline in your Bible, right? Um, it's a great principle, uh, biblical principle there. Like, uh, And that's an important principle as it relates to the laws of the land. Like, should you obey the laws of the land? Yes. In every way possible, you should obey the laws of the land. We're called to do so. You read over in Romans, that's Paul's point. Uh, I think it's around chapter 14, the latter part of Romans. Yes, we should obey the law. And in fact, that's Jesus' point when, he, when they ask him, should, you know, is it lawful to pay taxes? He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar, render unto God what is God's. Um, but here he says, is this a good principle? Like, should we obey the laws of the land? Absolutely. Up until the point that it violates a known law of God. At that point where it violates, when it contradicts what God says, then you can no longer obey the law of the land. Now, you must face the consequences of that, uh, which is what the apostles are doing, right? It's like, we are called to preach, and 
you're telling us, you know, in the laws of our community is that we can't preach the gospel anymore. Well, we can't obey that. We must obey God rather than man. And we are willing to face the consequences for breaking a human law uh, in order to obey God. And so, you know, that's anywhere. That's like, I mean, that's the laws of you know, the, the rules and regulations of your workplace. Should you obey the rules and regulations of the of your workplace? Yeah, if you want to stay employed. <laughs> but if but even but even as a Christian, yeah, yes, keep the rules, do what they say, meet those expectations. The only place where there's a problem is where it begins to contradict what it uh, something that you know God wants you to do. Um, and at that point, you've got to obey God rather than man. But you also have to be willing to face the consequences of that. So that may mean you lose your job. It may mean you don't get promoted. It may it may have a lot of other consequences that are negative. But it's better to obey God rather than human beings. The, the apostles teach us that in the book of Acts in a, such a vivid way. Verse 30, the God of our ancestors raised, Je raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on the cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior. It's about the only time in the New Testament those two words are used together to describe Jesus, Prince and Savior. You know, Lord and Savior we see, uh, Lord and Christ, um, God and Savior. Uh, but this is an interesting uh, pairing there, Prince and Savior. I love it. That he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious. Like, gee, you're, you're ascribing to Jesus divinity and, and that he's a savior and that we hung him on a cross, that we hung somehow the prince and savior of the world. And so they're furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, who actually, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, the one who taught the Apostle Paul. Paul and Stephen were instructed by Gamaliel, which is interesting, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the, in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, so uh, Gamaliel is a Pharisee, right? And so he said, guys, time out. We need, we need to talk here privately. Um, so they send the apostles out, and he's like, look, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thodas, or Theodos appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Now, you can see that's what they were hoping was going to happen with Jesus, right? <laughs> right? So that's, uh, that's sort of Rome's MO, right? Like these, these, uh, and these, there's some of these prophets that have come along who obviously were false prophets uh, that people thought were, whether they were claiming to be Messiah. Um, well, Theodos says he was claiming to be somebody. Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of census and led a band of people in revolt. And so he's saying these leaders have come and gone. And once they are killed, 
their band, they're just, their followers are scattered. The thing just fizzles out. Verse 38. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Hey, Sadducees, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only be find you will only find yourself fighting against God. That's some wisdom right there. Gamaliel says, "Look, here's the here's the hard facts, guys. If this is a human man human made thing, we've done everything we can do. We've we've killed their leader. Um, just give it time. It's gonna fizzle out, right? The the more we keep festering with it, the more we keep messing with it, it just keeps it going on longer. Just let it go, let it be, it'll fizzle out. On the other hand, if this thing is of God, if it truly is God, if this man, Jesus of Nazareth, truly was Prince and Savior, Messiah and Lord, look, you're fighting against God. You ain't going to win that way either. So his point is what? There is, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation if we keep trying to fight these people. Either way, it's a lose-lose situation. So let's stop trying to fight them. Verse 40, his speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. We're going to beat the crap out of them anyway, though. <laughs> we're going to stop fighting them, but while we got them here, we're going to beat the living crap out of them. We're going to flog them. Uh, then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Now, I love, man, this verse is so convicting to me, verse 41. Now, get this. They've just been flogged. Now, you guys, you guys know from, you can Google what flogging means, but it's, it's a severe beating. It is a, a near-death beating. And so these apostles were flogged. They were beaten severely. And then as they're released, they're ordered not to speak the name of Jesus. Now watch verse 41. What, what do you think? You know, you could think, man, they, they, they left moping. You know, why is this happening to us? All that we're trying to do is do good, and we just keep getting bad things happening to us. Just one setback after another. Poor us. We're just all we're trying to do is spread the name of Jesus, and we just keep 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 getting in trouble. They keep getting us arrested. Look at it. We got beat for this. This isn't fair. But watch watch their response to being to suffering for Jesus. Watch this, verse forty one. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. Just let man. Just let that sit a minute. They left, they left what? Bleeding, literally, physically bleeding, fatigued, exhausted. They left that physically just stricken, but they left it rejoicing. Why? Because they had been counted. Here's why they're, they're rejoicing. They're rejoicing because they had been counted worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. <laughs> they looked at their suffering totally differently than we do. It wasn't a why me, poor me. It was like, wow, I actually get to suffer for the name of Jesus. Watch this. What an honor. Whoa. <laughs> so when we get persecuted for the name of Jesus, not, oh, poor me, why, why is this? No, what an honor to get to suffer for the name of Jesus. That's how they looked at it. So verse 42, did they stop in light of the persecution and the beatings? Did they stop? Nope. Watch 42. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped 
teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus, the Messiah. Mm. Mm, man, I love that. They never stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> you can beat them, you can punish them, you can order them, but it goes back to the first thing they said. We must obey God rather than human beings. We must preach what we've seen and heard. And so we understand that you don't want us to. We understand it's a break against the law. And we understand that we're probably going to face some consequences for breaking the law to spread the name of Jesus. That is a consequence we're willing, we're, we are fully willing and uh, ready to, um, to absorb because uh, it's an honor to suffer for his name. Wow. wow, what a powerful word. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being on today. Hey, let's wrap this up with a, uh, with a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Uh, thank you for the courage and the boldness of the early church. We pray that that would just uh, infect us so that we would become uh, bold and courageous, even more so than that. Lord, help us to obey you at all costs. Lord, that uh, when, the, when the laws and rules of the land conflict with what you say and what you want us to do, Lord, help us to be courageous uh, and bold and to rejoice that we can, um, that we can stand for your name. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends today. May you encourage them and strengthen them. May you bless their, their day and their weekend. Keep your presence, I pray, close to them. May they be aware of your goodness and grace always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for taking the time to spend some time in God's Word. Thank you for liking this, subscribing to it, sharing it. Really, really, really appreciate it, so thank you. We'll be back at it on Monday. Over the weekend, if you want to stay with our reading plan, be sure to read Acts chapter 6, and we'll pick up with Acts chapter 7 on Monday. All right, you guys, have a great weekend. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.